I am so excited about, about this morning because of that. Jesus is here right now. I'm just so impressed with the, the, the great I am is here to, to, to encounter us today. To, to, to make himself real in our lives today. And um, he's just waiting for an upward glance to him. And uh, I'm excited about that this morning. I've got some stuff. We got started at the beginning of this year. God just put this, 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 uh, this word of, of, of being connected. And, you know, uh, it, it's been something that we, we just keep going on. It's like God keeps giving me another word to share with regard to it. But it, it, it's so anti the devil. <laughs> You know, what's going on in our country, everything that's happened in the last couple of years, three years, or however long it's been, it's, it's like been a progressive thing, I think. The whole idea is to separate people, to get people disconnected and against somebody else. And God says, I'm all about bringing people together. You know, at, at the fall, when, 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 when uh, Satan tempted them and, and, they, and they, uh, they believed a lie... There was a separation from God that took place that only Jesus could come back and he could say, now you can be connected again. And so that's his whole purpose in bringing us together in Christ is for us to have a connection in our hearts. And, and, and this is going on. I just speak this over our body right now. We're, we're praying this, but it's, it's already a tangible thing. I don't know if you can sense it or not, but our hearts are being bonded ever more uh, together. And the more we give ourselves to the reality of the word, it produces in us God's life. And he's going to do some great things in us, even for today. I predict. <laughs> God is faithful. He's here to do a work in our lives. Amen. Are you ready for it? Let's just talk to him real quick, because you know what? I have something to share but it's Jesus. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to bring life to us. Amen? And we really need him right now. Let's just recognize that. God, I need you. I need your Holy Spirit. I need revelation today. Because those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they get filled. I want to talk about... What happens when we do get connected to the heart of God? And it's inevitable. You know when you're connected by the fruit that you're, that you're producing. Right? So we have, a, we have a, a peach tree out in the backyard. And it's amazing. It doesn't have oranges on it. It doesn't have apples. It just has peaches. And... Uh, and that's wonderful. But if we want some apples, we're going to have to go plant something else, you know. We're going to have to do another. Because you know, I know that's a peach tree because of what's coming off of its branches. Yeah. Amen? Amen? Yes. And, it's, and it's impossible to get connected to the heart of God without having some God fruit coming out. Yeah. So here's... So if you do read my little blog here in, in the app, I was thinking about it this way because there's a reference we're going to look at, and it has to do with, with what's coming out of our life when we're connected. And, you know, when we, when we think about fruit, it would really be nice if we could come up with a tree like that. Maybe uh, Elon Musk will do that. You know, he does everything else, you know, so maybe he'll fix that. You know, where, where we can have one tree in the backyard and have every fruit on it that we want. Wouldn't that be kind of fun? And you could just go, you know, you wouldn't have to have a whole grove of trees to get what you want <laughs> that would be interesting right and it doesn't happen we we only can get one fruit off of each plant right but there's something that happens to us in christ that it's not that there's a different fruit but there's everything we need in one fruit <laughs> so so man y'all get stuff sold to you these days i mean they're, they're wanting to make like if you just drink this one magic substance it's a superfood it's gonna have like everything you need right <laughs> and so it, it's kind of like that it's like you know it, it it's we're, we're gonna call it fruit and i know that's a plural also when we say fruit but but when we say fruit it's it's going to come and it's if we are in christ if we are connected to god if we are connected to his body and I, 
And I've just been so impressed that we have to talk about this. There's going to have to be some evidence in our emotions. In, in how we see each other. It's got to be real. And here's, here's the wonderful thing about this. is Sometimes, you know, it can be like a gauge. We can say, okay, do I, what kind of fruit am I producing? But not with a, a reason to be condemned. Because we're going to look at some of this, and I don't know about you, but sometimes I don't, I'm not producing the fruit I like to produce that we're going to talk about today. Here's the wonderful thing about grace, though. Grace says, you know what? I've taken care of what you're not doing, and I'm enabling what you can do by faith. And so today, everything we're going to talk about today is something that we, it's already there. If, if we've connected to the heart of God, it's, it's a reality that's there, but it's it's a provision that has to be applied. It has to be received. It has to be acted upon, okay? So I've got quite a few. Are you ready to, to eat today? I'm, man, I'm trying to learn how to not eat so much. You know, I told you my brother and I are in a competition. So I'm trying to, you know, stay off bread. I love bread. You know, I, lo I love fresh bread, you know. I love going to those Italian places where you dip it in the oil and all that kind of stuff. Well, let's do that today, okay? This is what we're going we're gonna to eat some bread. Can we, get, can we get full on a lot here? Because I got quite a few to go from. So this first one is Luke 6, 43 through 45. It says, for a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. And an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So, you know, sometimes we, we can say, well, don't you judge me. You don't know what I've been through. Don't you, there's no condemnation in Christ. And there isn't, except for we're condemning ourselves most of the time, <laughs> you know. And Jesus actually said in Matthew, he said, by, your, by, by their fruit, you will know them. So it's not so much that there's condemnation or, or you know, you're, we're, we're trying to put anybody down. But there are some specific things that we've been given by the Spirit that when we get connected needs to be coming out on our branches. And it's not condemnation, it's opportunity. Because each one of these things is wonderful. Don't you love God? He doesn't call us into to, to being all solemn and depressed and worried and fretful and full of care. He calls us into a place of freedom. Amen? So the recognition of this reality today is not to bring a cloud, it's to bring a light. Amen? To bring freedom. Hallelujah. So, <laughs> so we want these things that God's going to show us, okay? So let's go to James 3. And so that was, um, that was Luke there. And James is talking about this too. Very similar kind of thing. That you can only really produce one thing. If there's a bad fruit coming out of our, if there's, you know, you know I've, I've had some loved ones say, you know, well, what's wrong with a bad word here and there? Because there's only good that can come out of the same fountain, right? You know, my, my dad got saved when he, he, he was a, not that being a cowboy is bad, but, but he was a cowboy, <laughs> you know, and he, he did a lot of stuff and he swore a blue streak, you know, and he drank and he did all this other kind of stuff. And, and when he encountered God, he said, I'm going to have a completely different life. I'm not going to allow anything. Now, I believe, you know, I, I, I believe that that's where God wants to take us to where there's no, there's no opportunity for something bad. Now, and again, I'm not just trying to talk about things that we're doing. But it was very precious with him. He said, if I used to talk that way, I'm not going to allow any of it to come out of my mouth now. Not even something close. So I was brought up. I didn't say things like, okay, I'm going to spell it for you, all right? <laughs> like S-H-U-C-K or H-E-C-K. See, I can't even say it now, right? <laughs> not that those are bad, you know, in themselves. But there is, out of the abundance of the heart, if there is a fruit coming out, 
And again, I'm not trying to put this a heavy on somebody. I'm just saying this is, this is a reality. Amen? You can't have good and bad coming out of the same. Actually, there's so much freedom in this today. Can you go woohoo with me real quick? This is great, right? This is great. Because <laughs> there's so much freedom in it. You know what? You can open the door to the cage for the bird to come out until he goes out. He's, he's still in the cage. You know? We got to come out. We have to live the way God's made for us to live. Out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing, my brethren. These things ought not so to be. Does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus no spring yields both salt water and fresh. Let's go to Galatians 5.22. So when we connect to the heart of God, we're going to actually connect to fruit. Now, there's nine of them that are listed here that we're going to look at. But again, like I want to say, well, it's all one fruit that we get in him. Amen? Because it's all going to be connected to that same thing in God. And it's impossible to really be connected to God and not be producing this fruit. This is why Jesus said, all the branches that aren't producing get cut off. <laughs> say it with me. I'm not going to get cut off. I'm not going to get cut off. No, I'm producing. Amen? Because that's what this is about. This is not about pointing out what's wrong. It's about pointing out what we can do, what's been provided for us. Amen? So Galatians 5, he, he actually goes through and he makes a long list. Actually, the list of the fruit of the flesh is a lot longer. And it's kind of perilous looking. It's kind of got some bad stuff, you know? It's like my dad before he got saved, you know? <laughs> but it makes a long list of that stuff. And I'm not even going to read it because we kind of already know what, what's going on there. But this is what I want to focus on. When you get connected to the, the heart of God, the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. What does each one of those have a reference for? A relationship, doesn't it? You kind of have to have somebody else involved for each one of those, don't you? And that's what God's all about. That means that the fruit that comes out of us is going to be something that's God's heart for somebody else. Amen? So there's several of these here, but I want to just look at, at the top three. Okay? They made it to the top three. I don't know if they had to work this out, you know, and figure out which one they was going to use first. But love, joy, and peace. Now, if you look at the ones that follow after this, they're very similar to what's shown in 1 Corinthians 13 that are related to love, right? So those are going to be actual things. But, but I want to look at these, these top three. And these are things that we will encounter, will experience it's, it's a fruit of the Spirit. Amen? Now, a couple weeks ago, Pastor, and I, Pastor Kim and I spoke together about if you're going to get connected to God, it's going to be by the Spirit. It's not going to be something mental. It's not going to be something that we can figure out and say, okay, now we got to start working on this. Because it's not a work of our flesh. Amen? It's a work of the Spirit. But I believe, in that, and that's why it's so important what we've already done today, you, you know what, uh, we, we had a, a time of, of singing and praising God and, and magnifying his presence here this morning, amen? So wonderful. But what we're doing right now is not a different part from what we've been doing. It's a continuation. It's an honoring of the presence of God and his purpose for our life, amen? And the purpose of us Having a time of exalting God together on the same page, praising the same things about God is to get in the same spirit. But what happens there? Is it just something that we say, oh, that was good or it was bad or I didn't like that? Or did... No, the whole purpose of it is for our spirits to get connected to God's spirit. Amen? But what is the purpose of that? Just so we can have some goosebumps and feel good or... No, it's because we, we're getting connected to a source that's going to produce 
the fruit. Amen? Now, I know, you know, we, I, I spent 16 weeks at least doing a whole series on love. So I, it's not just about that. But what I want to impart today is the connection is going to ignite, is going to bring, bring to life a spirit of love. Because love isn't something that you take on as a task. It's something that you release. It's liberated in you. Amen? And it's something that has to consciously be done by faith. Especially if you're experiencing the opposite of love. <laughs> Does this make sense? Amen? So, this first one, John 13, 35. We're going to just look at love real quick. We're going to look at joy. Because joy, well, we'll get there, okay. John 13, 35, by this all will know. And so here's part of my purpose of saying this, and I, and I meant to say this before, but how do you know if somebody's connected to the heart of God? I, I, you know, I, I, look, I was looking at this kind of like branding, you know, when somebody comes up with a brand, they have the same thing that you see all the time so that you know it's it. You know what I mean? How do you know if somebody's connected to the heart of God? And, and, and I've said this already. Can somebody help me? By their fruit. It's God's branding. It's like, how do you know somebody is connected with God? Because of the fruit that they're bearing. Amen. And there's no getting around it. You don't get to say, no, I know God. No, your fruit tells, tells us if you know God or not. Yeah. Amen? That's why this is so critical. Yeah. That when we come into the presence of God, we're not just looking at him. We're not just praising him. We're not just making a noise. We're being transformed to produce the fruit so that when we go out into the world, when we go into our homes... We're actually looking and representing the one that we've said that we know. Yes. Amen? And this is a work of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's not the fruit of the mind. It's not a fruit, fruit of our efforts. It's a fruit of the Spirit that has to be, has to be cultured, cultivated by the Spirit. Amen? <laughs> by this, all will know. Not just your wife, not just that person that you have private conversations with. It will be obvious to somebody else. Amen? That you are my disciples if you have what? Love one for another. Now, sometimes, you know, we can say, well, I love the world. I, you know, we can just make it a great big thing, great big package, you know, and, and I'm sending, you know, you, you go to any concert now, you can, you can sponsor a little kid and you can say, well, I'm loving, you know, <laughs> got that take care of. No, it's, it, it's, the, the love thing is actually going to be most obvious to that person that you're having the biggest problem with. Amen. <laughs> And sometimes that can be in your, in your own home. It can be somebody that's closest to you, that knows you the most. And, and so you say, okay, God, how am I going to act? And how you are connected to the Spirit of God will be most evident to those that are one another's in our life. Yeah. Amen? Not somebody on the other side of the world. The one another. That's why we come together. It's the loving each other in spite of something that we see that might bother us. Is anybody ever bothered by somebody? Isn't it amazing? You know, we really only have one command now, don't we? And you can't even fulfill that command unless you're connected. Because you have to be connected to somebody for you to practice it on. And sometimes you get, have to get the most bothersome people so you can practice the most, right? Oh my God. <laughs> okay, okay, let's just have some fun, right? <laughs> but it, it, if you'll be honest, this goes right to the core of who we are, isn't it? The biggest challenges in our life are not circumstances, they're somebody in our life. That's why the spirit that we get, the fruit of the spirit, isn't to, to, to conquer things. It's to bear love. 
Because that will conquer things. Amen? In a way that, that, that wisdom and all these other things will not on its own. Amen? Remember the, the love chapter? Everything else is tinkling symbols without love. But where do we get that love? We have to get it in the presence of God. By the Spirit of God. We start saying, God, that is not me. <laughs> that bad fruit. What you've given me is, is, is who I really am. And you start seeing yourself like that. Because the enemy likes to keep a picture of bad fruit. <laughs> you look in the mirror and say, man, there's some bad fruit right there. <laughs> and God said, no, I have another image for you. But you need to be looking in my face. So that when you do look in the mirror, you're not seeing that old man anymore. But he's been put to, put to death. Amen? Let's look at 1 John 4.10. So the world's going to know if we're bearing this fruit. Amen? And the only way we get it is by getting in the Spirit and drawing that from the Spirit. 1 John 4.10. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Now, when he's saying ought, that sounds like, man, I got to get busy. But really what he's saying is, is there's an opportunity in who you already are to release this life. Amen? No one has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love has been perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. So when we're receiving, and I, and I encourage you, man, when we're worshiping, and on your own, talk to God like he's a real being right there. Amen. But he's not just somebody that's wanting to fix, that you have to get fixed before you can talk to him. He said, I want you right now. I want you in my presence right now. Because what you need is not you to fix things. It's not you... <laughs> This is God talking. He says, it's not your love for me that's, that's great. It's my love for you. Get in my presence. Allow my love for you to overwhelm you. Do you ever get overwhelmed by the love of God? Amen? That's how the Spirit awakens this fruit inside of us that will overcome these things in our life that cause depression, oppression, fear, discouragement, People that are closest to us can shut down our abilities because we allow, and we'll get to another part of this, but we allow something to disable. What does love do? It doesn't even take thought of what somebody's done, to, right? So that's why you do get, need to get into 1 Corinthians. We'll not go there right now, but, but that's, it, they're all things that are, are awakened by the Spirit. Amen? We don't do this. He says it, it comes by the Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? You know what I'm so encouraged in this is, is I can know God right now by the Spirit. I can get right in his face and I can know him and I can begin to trust him. It's in the connection to him that the fruit gets born. I don't make the fruit come out. He makes the fruit come out. My purpose, my, my what I can do is go to him, connect to him, amen? But I love this because it brings so much more purpose in doing so, amen? Let's go down to uh, Romans 5, 5. Now, hope does not disappoint <clears throat> because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. So this is kind of interesting because um, what does hope do? Hope puts something before us, especially with related to God, right? Puts something before us that we can look forward to and apply our faith towards, right? So, it's the substance of things hoped for, right? So, what, what love does in this process is it helps you not to get disappointed in your, what you're hoping for in God, because 
His love is poured into you now. This is something that's very real to, and man, I want to encourage you in this. Is we have things that we're believing for in our life. Amen? We have healing. We have financial provision. We have, uh, you know, relational things that we're believing for, right? And there's a period when hope is what you have. When faith is complete, when you have what you need, you no longer need faith for it, do you? Hope keeps the, the, the vision alive. Faith is what brings it to you. Amen? Stick with me just a little bit here, okay? <laughs> so what do you need right now? What, well, what do you need even for hope to stay alive? I need something real right now. Does that make sense? I need something right now. You know what I have right now? I have the presence of God. I have the presence of God that's more real than anything I'm hoping for. He said, I'll be with you all the time. Right now, I'll be with you. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts right now. Now, that doesn't mean anything to you until you actually access it by faith. Amen? This is a spiritual impartation. It's a gift. Amen? Yeah. <laughs> Remember there was a lady that, that, um, that, that had a, a box that was very precious, an alabaster box that she poured out on Jesus' feet. And, it was, and, they, and, and you know the, the disciples came by and gave him a hard time that that was a lot of money. And he said, what did he say? He said, too much has been forgiven. Or, uh, to, to the one that loves most is the one that's forgiven the most, right? When we get in the presence of God and we receive of his love for us, what, what is that love? That's mercy. That's forgiveness. We don't deserve him at all. Amen? But the bigger that becomes to us, the more the reality of his pouring into our hearts right now overwhelms any discouragement that a, a, a delayed hope might bring. Do you see that? I've had this happen before because I've been around, you know, where we can stand on what the word of God says, you know. God has promises in his word for us, doesn't he? And I've been around some people before that said, well, I've been doing this, I've been doing that, I've been saying this, I've been saying that, and it just hasn't happened yet. And I looked at them, I said, well, isn't it wonderful that you have the presence of God right now? And they kind of look at me like a deer in, in headlights, you know, it's like, why? Because the love of God poured in our hearts is so much more important. Yeah. Even for the, the, the sustenance of our hope that will carry us through in faith. Amen? And so what we're talking about here, this fruit of love, what is that's a relationship with God. And you cannot have this real relationship in the love of God without its fruit starting to come out of you. No effort of your own, just your effort was towards him. <laughs> Amen. All right, am I getting too excited here? <laughs> All right, let's go to Ephesians 3, 19. This will be the last of the love verses, okay? There's so much more, isn't there? To know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Huh. It's kind of like an oxymoron there. To know the love of God which passes knowledge. <laughs> it's like knowing something that passes knowing. Um, but that's really what it is. It's like this is not something that you know in your mind. This is not some, something right now even as we're talking about it our hearts are hearing something that our minds can't figure out completely. Amen? That's the wonderful thing about faith. It's not figure outable by the mind. <laughs> Doesn't require grammar either. It just, <laughs> you know? <laughs> 
But this is our purpose is to know the love of Christ. It passes knowledge. And what it does is it, it, it enables the ability to be filled with everything about God. Amen? How important this is. Oh, so man, when we're, when we're encountering the Spirit of God, there needs to be this activation by faith of a spirit of love. A fruit of love. Amen? I encourage you in this because sometimes when you start focusing, and again, I, I've got um, a whole series on this. When you start getting into the weeds, sometimes you forget where the weeds are getting their nourishment. <laughs> you know? And our nourishment has to come from the heart of God. Right? Can we look at joy here? Psalm 12, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Psalm 126, verse 1. So, how will the world know that we're his disciples? Well, the fruit is going to be love, first of all, right? But you don't just walk around doing things in love. You're going to actually look like you're having fun. There'll actually be a fruit of joy. You'll actually be glad. Sometimes, you know, I've been encouraged. I was in here praying last night, and I was thinking about what I'm going to share, and I thought, Wow, this is pretty cool stuff. Because sometimes even when you get in God's presence, you can start to look at stuff. And you can start to allow there to be some kind of a cloud. Is anybody, oh, this is just me. This is me (laughs) opening myself before you. No, no, it's real, right? And what happens in the presence of God should not ever bring a cloud. It should bring a liberty. It should be an opening where joy comes in. Amen? All right, Psalm 126, 1. A song of descent. When the Lord brought back the captivity of, of Zion, we were like those who dream. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue was singing. Then they said among the nations, who was seeing this? Somebody was seeing a brand. Oh, these people are connected to God. Why? Because they were down in the dumps? No, because they were full of joy. Man, there's a joy that comes from the presence of God like nothing else. Not Publisher's Clearinghouse. Not a brand new truck. I went to Dallas and Hayden got a new truck. He's pretty happy, but he, that's not the joy of the Lord. That's something else. That's the joy of the truck, you know. <laughs> But what caused these people to be so full of joy that the world could see there's something different about them. They're bearing some fruit that only gets born because you're connected to God's deliverance. Amen? They've been set free. Man, when you, uh, you can be set free and not even act like it because it's no big deal to you. But that's what we have an opportunity to, for in God. And I'm telling you this right now, because, and I've been focusing on it, and I've been living this for a long part of my life, and I'm saying, God, I'm desperate for a greater understanding of this reality in my life right now, because I need to press on towards what's been already acquired for me in you. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I need to live in the joy of it. Yes. <laughs> you know, you don't have to act like an idiot. But it's okay if you do. But there should be a joy that goes with you no matter where you go, no matter what you're going through, that causes there to be a lifting of your head that comes by the Spirit of God. Amen? That you cannot be connected to this God of great provision without there being evidence that the world can see that you've been delivered. You've been set free. Yes. Amen? Because <laughs> they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Has the Lord done great things for you? Yes. Whether you recognize it right now or not, he already has. Yes. When he sent Jesus, we're going to celebrate this next week. When he sent Jesus, everything, every curse crushed beneath him. Amen? 
And there's just a need of praising it, magnifying it. Every time you do, there's a release of the Spirit's fruit in your life. You're no longer underneath some stupid curse that's already been crushed. You've been set free. And the world can see because it changes what's on your face. Amen? See, you're, you got a reason to rejoice. Amen? Let's look at Jude uh, 124. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with what? Exceeding joy. Huh? So there's something about being kept from stumbling, kept from falling, where that fear is no longer there, where you're no longer worried about falling into something anymore. And, he, and, and there's a direct connection to exceeding joy that enables that. Amen? If you're walking around trying to get over something, trying to overcome some temptation, and you're feeling like you're just under the weight of it, and you say, I just got to try harder, that's not where your strength lies. Your strength lies in exceeding joy, like it's already yours. Duh. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Can we keep going here? Psalm 1611. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Where does that joy come from? comes from the presence of God. Did you know that we can actually live and walk in the Spirit? It can be our life. Kind of going back to what we were looking at before. If, if it's not your life, something else is. And something else is going to be the fruit that comes out of you. Right? I'm not being mean, am I? I'm just, this is like real. I would rather have the, the truth told and be able to make an adjustment or two, right? Make an adjustment. <laughs> if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things are passed away. And everything becomes new. I want to know what the new looks like. The new looks like what the world's going to be able to identify as somebody that's connected to a God that's more than enough. Way more than Publishers Clearinghouse. I know that's not, I'm dating myself really badly right there. You know, but but, but anyway, you know, (laughs) you will show me the path of life. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Amen? Nehemiah 8.10. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, here's what happens. I believe that every time we come and we encounter God, there's going to be an opportunity for repentance. Now, I'm not talking about like saying all, like a brand new turning of your life over, but for there to be an adjustment. What is a repentance in an airplane? They have a constant computer that's complete, continually repenting. <laughs> Saying, no, we're realigning. Why? Because wind's blowing it. You know, stuff, stuff is, is adjusting its, its course, and you have to make an adjustment all the time, right? Now, when we encounter the correction from the Lord, and this is what happened in this passage, because some, you know, we're familiar with this, uh, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Where did that actually come from? That came from a time uh, with the children of Israel when they discovered the scriptures that they had been dormant for a long time, and they were not complying with anything in it. I mean, they needed a big repentance. They needed like a, a turnaround, you know, they, they, and, and they were, they were, overwhelmed with the sorrow of being in the presence of an almighty God that they had not been in compliance with, you know? Now, the enemy wants to use this against us too because we get truth from the word of God and what he wants to do is cause us to be anything but joyful. To feel like, oh, now I have to get with it. I need to do something myself. 
And that's where this passage came from. Came from. It's kind of like that one I was just looking at. It's like, you know what? You're not going to be able to overcome this in your, strength, in, in your own strength. What you need to do is start celebrating who God is already in your life. Amen? What that does is it enables. It enables your ability to overcome this thing. Amen? So, my point in this is even in spiritually approaching God, don't ever let it become a down thing. Does that make sense? (laughs) Don't ever let it become something where you're feeling like you have to get real serious about it. And this is a very natural thing. It's, it's been something that has been strong in my heart because as a worship leader, a lot of times we want to get into real serious worship, you know, where, oh, oh, oh. And, there, and there, there, there's, there, there's, I don't want to, you know, come against people that really get into that, but I want to be, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because what the enemy will even try to do with something that's supposed to be spiritual is get you into a thing where you're feeling like you're trying to make it happen with being down about it somehow. You see what I'm saying? Because that's where this passage came from. Is someone feeling like they had to become super spiritual in a dark way to experience light. You see that? You see how, how important it is For there to be fruit of joy. For us to even make a spiritual advance in anything. (laughs) Amen. There needs to be an application of joy. He doesn't ever put a spirit of heaviness upon us to accomplish his purpose. He always has joy. And these people, they should have been, you know, repenting and they were. But it's really interesting that he said, you know what? Go eat, go celebrate, because you have found the answer. (laughs) You know, if you didn't have the answer, it would be different. But we have it, don't we? Amen? All right. Psalm 105, 43. He brought out his people with joy, his chosen ones with gladness. (laughs) So when God's looking at us, when he's looking at us as his people, he's seeing somebody that he's lifting up with joy. He's putting his brand of joy. You're going to look like him when you're looking like joy. Amen? One more, Isaiah 65, 19. I will rejoice in Jerusalem. Who's this? This is God talking. He says, I'm going to rejoice in Jerusalem and my joy in my people. Don't you like it that God doesn't just impose something upon us that he's not already doing? I think this is just amazing. God is joying over us. I said, what are you bellyaching about? I'm joining over you. Why can't you just join with me here? Let's have a party of joy together. Amen? Amen. Do you see that? The voice of weeping shall no longer be heard in her. Know the voice of crying. Isn't that a good promise? Amen? But it's something that we already have in him that it's going to come by the Spirit when we connect. Why is it so important that we're talking about connection? Because you cannot connect to the head without being connected to the body. You cannot experience the the blessing without being connected to the source. And you cannot do that without producing the fruit. Amen? Is there anything bad about this that we're looking at? There's nothing bad, is there? Why wouldn't we just go ahead and say, all right, that's me. I take it. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) Can we just... Turn, turn to your neighbor right now and say, man, that, that, this is good stuff. I'm just going to smile at you right now. We used to sing a song. Smile a while and give your face a rest. Raise your hand to the one you love the best. Then shake hands with those nearby and give to them a smile. Yeah, uh, that was pretty bad, wasn't it? All right. We actually sang that at the end of most of our services back a long time ago. Uh, So I just want to go on to peace because peace is a very necessary thing too, right? And what is it about peace that is so so challenged? Peace is where disconnection causes frustration in a heart, right? And peace is, is magnified where there is a conflict, right? So I found this. Actually, it was on a, um, a, a Jewish Christian site that was contrasting shalom to what the world's perception of peace is. You know, 
a lot of times, like like Cat, I'm sure you know in, in the house, you know, your perception of peace is the kids shutting up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so a lot of times we have our own little perception of what peace is, and, and, and so I just want to go through a, a few of these real quick because this is this is the the contrast, and I I don't know if, I don't know if you ever got any of these up here, but this is good. It says one can dictate a peace. Shalom is a mutual agreement. Peace is a temporary act. Shalom is a permanent agreement. One can make a peace treaty. Shalom is the condition of peace. Peace can be negative. The absence of commotion. <laughs> That's like cat, you know, just the lack of something. Is, is peace. But shalom is positive. The presence of serenity. Peace can be partial. Shalom is whole. Peace can be piecemeal. Shalom is complete. <clears throat> so, what we're in need of in the midst of whatever we're at, you know, that, that song, It Is Well, came from a, uh, that kind of, uh, you know, the hymn version of that came when somebody was in a, in a terrible time in their life. And what did they do? They, they found peace by the Spirit. Amen? It's coming from a different source than circumstances. But it's ours. Amen? And it's so powerful. It enables you to actually complete your purpose without getting squashed. So many people get squashed. All right, let's look at this. Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made both one and has broken down the middle wall of separation. <clears throat> so what's going on in the world right now is like the opposite of peace. What, what is it that where there's conflict is magnified? Where there is no peace, conflict is magnified, right? And division is, is the, the purpose. I believe this has been one of the biggest, is the biggest threat against our nation right now, is disconnect separation, and the removal of peace. Nobody that's walking around in fear is at peace. Why? Because it's not just because they're afraid of one thing. They are disconnected with the nation. Does that make sense? There's this, there's this fear of being around somebody else. This whole social distancing thing, you know, I, there might have been some significance to it at some point, but it, it, what it's become is something where I, I believe the enemy is trying to use these kinds of things and, and, and social divisions and, and all these kind of things. Is He's trying to cause a, a separation. And what it does is it, this is where pe uh, uh, peace is lost, where there's been a division. Especially according to what this is saying. <laughs> there can be no peace until there's a spiritual reconciliation. Until people come together. Amen? Let's look at Isaiah 26.3. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Weren't you, weren't you referring to something like that a little earlier? You were talking about where your mind is. Amen? Or you're, where you're looking, where you're, where you're focusing. Because it doesn't do any good to have the answer if you're not looking at it. And you can miss out on peace right now. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. Amen? So right now, we can look into the Word of God, not just with a scholastic approach, but with a spiritual approach. So that when we look into it, we're not just trying to get information or figure it out or reject something because we're not agreeing with something. Our spirits are alive to be fed with an answer, a spiritual answer that will remove the power of separation and the removal of peace from our hearts. Does that make sense? So where peace is lost is where offense reigns. Offense is the enemy of peace. And that's why offense is on every corner right now. 
trying to get people offended by things that they, they don't even know anything about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just trying to keep people offended. Just stay offended because you know what? You can bring down a nation that was founded under God if you can get everybody offended at each other. That's why we don't go there with them. We don't get on the bandwagon of offense. We don't start coming against people. Amen? We come against the enemy. And the enemy is against everybody. He wants to steal and kill and destroy. Amen? But the one we've come to seek, and this is where we have to get connected to him, and when we are, we need to allow the fruit of the Spirit to be awakened in us. Just as love and joy is awakened in us as a result of who God is in our life, there needs to be a peace that the world can see. Remember, remember, uh, is it Charlie Brown that has that little guy that walks around with a cloud over him all the time? You know, and the dust and stuff. Either that or, or, or what's the other one? Uh, the, the donkey that, Eeyore, something's always wrong with Eeyore, right? <laughs> He's always got a problem. Well, we, we should be like the antithesis of that. You know, there, there's a storm going on and we're walking down the road and there's just a light shining. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whether it's real or not, it, it, it's, it's, it's what the world sees something different. Why? Because we have been ensconced in forgiveness and reconciliation. Amen. And it's overwhelmed us with a reality that the enemy can't penetrate through with offense anymore. Amen. <laughs> All right, let's go to Psalm 119. There is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word. And they will never be offended. Isn't that amazing? So what are you having to do? You're having to love what God said, not just scholastically, but spiritually. And I'm receiving the reality in, into who I am. What does it do when you receive the word spiritually? It changes who you are. Not just what you know. It changes who you are. Amen? We're transformed. We are transformed by the renewal of our mind. Amen? There is such a great peace and well-being that comes to the lovers of your word. That means it's going to be something that you are the antithesis of Eeyore and the dusty man on Linus. There we go. <laughs> Was he the one that played the piano too? No. Oh, that's Pigpen. Which one played the piano? Linus. Schroeder played the piano. But wasn't he kind of disheveled too? <laughs> I don't know. That always gives me hope, you know. A musician that's disheveled, okay. All right. Maybe I can do it too. All right. <laughs> but I love this because it's like, what's wrong with you? Don't you? I can't offend you at all. What's wrong with you? Something's different about you. Well, I, I, I've been feeding on the right stuff. I've been with the right person. I've been looking in the right image. And I just can't help it. It's just what comes out of me. It's fruit. <laughs> That's almost fun, isn't it? All right. Philippians 4, 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And then what happens? The peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, it guards your heart and minds through Christ Jesus. It guards your mind and your hearts from what? Offense. I tell you what, offense is the, is the biggest bait that the enemy has. And he... And, and, Man, we are all, we all have our stuff that we like. You know, how do, how do, you, how do you bait a trap? This has been my problem. We, 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 man, I was in here one night, and I heard some creatures going across the thing. You know, uh, there's not much space up there, but, man, they were having fun. And uh, I said, Larry, what do I got to do? He's got one of those cages, you know, uh, where you can catch all different sides of creatures, I guess, but. 
<laughs> now everybody's going to be listening. <laughs> but my problem is, well, it used to be. <laughs> you got to put the right bait in there or they don't fall for it, you know. Oh, I know what you're doing. I don't like peanut butter. I'm not coming for peanut butter. I like, what is it, cat food? We're supposed to go for cat food, I guess. I tried some of that bean stuff, you know. It's not cat food, I guess, because I didn't catch anything. I guess they just scurried off because they are aware of my presence in here. <laughs> I don't know, but, <laughs> but they're, they're not around anymore. But, but the enemy knows what we like. I, I, I like peanut butter. I, you know, I, there, there's other things that, that I like. And even the, you know, you know where, where the enemy gets his foothold in and where the peace of God will guard us the most is in strife. Because where strife is, every other door is opened up for transgression. Where strife is. And so what does the peace of God do? The peace of God says, I don't care what anybody else has done. I don't care what the circumstances. I don't care the storm. I'm not being taken from my place of security. Why would you be in a stronghold of safety and say, I think I'd like to go out into the storm instead? <laughs> you wouldn't do that, would you? Not if you know where you're at. Not if you are safe in that place. And that's what the peace of God will do. It will rise up inside of you when you read God's word. When you become a meditator on those things. And he becomes more than just some information. He becomes your life. You live and you move and you walk in the spirit. And then you don't listen to what your flesh says anymore. Amen. And strife doesn't take you someplace. Have you ever done something? You said, how in the world did I get to this place where I could do this? You know, most people that have behavioral issues or maybe identity issues, most of it goes back to some, and it's not their fault, but they were greatly offended at some point in their life. They might have been abused. Satan will use those kinds of things. Why? Because it, it disrupts the heart, the peace in the heart that is necessary for there to be stability. Amen? Amen? And Jesus came to take care of all that. Not to point it out and say something's wrong with you. But to say here's the answer. Amen? My peace I give unto you. Right? All right. John 16, Is this good this morning? You ready to bear some fruit? Man. Good stuff. These things I have spoken to you, John 16, that in me you may have fruit. In the world you will have tribulation. That's what the world produces. The world produces the fruit of strife and division and tribulation that is the result, that, that, that is the uh, evidence of that, right? The consequence of that. But he says, but in me... You can have good cheer because I've overcome the world. Amen. Praise God. You know what? Jesus is here right now. And he's a spirit. You know, I thought about it this way. How many people Jesus actually encountered when he was here on the earth that didn't take him seriously? His own disciples did not know who he was. Not really. He had to ask Peter later on, right? Who do you, who's the world say I am? Who, who do you say I am? Wow, these are his dudes. You know? So if Jesus were here in person, you could see him. He had sandals on, long hair, whatever, you know, <laughs> right now. We would still have the opportunity to either say this is for me or just like when he was here on the earth, so many people just passed him by. And he ended up on the cross all by himself. Right? We have an opportunity today to either receive of his fullness into our life and say, God, I don't know how this is going to go, but I want to take a step towards it. 
I want to be connected to you. I want to be connected to something that is so much different than what I see in the world around me. This world is, is, is unstable under my feet, but I'm finding in you a rock of salvation that the world cannot shake. Amen? Amen? But this... This Jesus, he's, he's here just as real as he's ever been. You know, I was so impressed when I was praying here recently. You know what? There might be some, a, a lot bigger things going on as far as gathering somewhere in the world right now, but there's no bigger God than's here right now. And he's here to change our lives if we let him. Amen? But we have to connect to what he says. We have to let go of, of the other stuff. I have to say, God, you're my only source now. <laughs> what you produce in me is going to be the only fruit that comes out of me. I am going to make some changes. Amen? But not in my own strength. I'm going to allow you to make them for me as I come to you right now. And I, and I want to do this as, as we conclude here today. Can, can we just make an advance to the, the presence of an all, almighty God, a holy God? You know, he, he is uncompromising. He is pure. He, he is perfect. He is righteous. He doesn't sway for anything. He's not, he's not impressed by sin. He's not impressed by any of the works of the enemy. <laughs> and he's here right now to be passionate about each one of us. Isn't that amazing? So much so that Jesus' blood right now has made it possible for us to, to not have to fix something first, but just to come and say, here I am, Jesus. I need you right now. I need you. Oh, I need you. I need you this hour. I'm not going to presume that I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, Paul said that right up to the end. He said, I'm not presuming anything that I've accomplished yet has been, has, has been there. I'm about producing more fruit for you, Lord. Amen? Can we stand up together? I just have a... I encourage you again in our, in our church app or on the, on the website here. There's, a, there's an overview of this. There's, the notes are there. Um, there's a prayer you can pray. And then this is part of the most... Uh, important thing that we can do in response to when we hear something from God is, is not to just hear it. Does anybody have a problem with remembering names? When I'm worst about names, it's right after somebody told me. Is anybody like that? <laughs> it's so embarrassing. We had, you know, it's like we had a guy uh, at the men's the other night and he told me his name when I Shook his hand, and even now I'm trying. Well, times, you know, and, and until I actually say it, until I repeat it myself, it doesn't get down into to your response system, who you really are, what, what's going to come out of you naturally. And this is the way the Word of God is. It's not. A, it's not a vain repetition. It's not. It's taking a reality of what we've heard and it's putting it in my mouth now. To where it becomes more real to me than just something I have heard. We're not just hearers only, but we're doers of it. But we're not going to be able to do anything that we can't even remember. Does that make sense? So we provided this. And, and, and I'll tell you what. My passion is, and, and we can be together on this. How can we connect better? How can we do something to make it to where we're not just showing up for a, an hour and a half, two hours on Sunday... And that be our connection. How? I don't, I, don't, I don't really believe that that's God's purpose. We're supposed to be a body. We're supposed to actually care about each other and love each other. Get it out of the way on Sunday, I guess. That's kind of the, the plan. No. Amen? But the more we connect with the, th the tools God gives us to, when we put these declarations, what, what we're saying is actually what the Word says about ourselves. But we're saying it, we're putting it in our mouth, so it becomes a name that we remember. So it becomes reality that's that's coming out of us. Amen. And what it does is, by faith, when we say these things, it awakens that connection to the Spirit that cannot help but produce the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. In Christ, I have been joined exclusively to the heart of the Father for my fruit source. <laughs> that means. What's going to come out of me is exclusively going to come from the Father. 
in the presence of the Lord and in the meditation on his word, I am transformed from flesh producing to spirit producing fruit. Amen? Can we say it again? In the presence of the Lord and in the meditation on his word, I am transformed from flesh producing to spirit producing fruit. The love I have received in my father's embrace has filled me with love that overflows to all those around me. If you can't guess, this is the love part, right? Oh, you might have to get a little bit. All right. The love I have received in my Father's embrace has filled me with love that overflows to all those around me. Let's say it one more time. The love I have received in my Father's embrace has filled me with love that overflows to all those around me. This is something that is mine right now that can fill me with confidence, can satisfy me right now. Amen? No matter how long it takes for what I'm hoping for to come to pass. Amen? Let's go to this next one. All of salvation's provision of deliverance, righteousness, and purpose produces a continual production of joy unspeakable and full of glory. That means everything about the salvation I have in Christ, I'm going to allow it to produce joy in me. Amen? I'm not going to focus on it to try to make it come to pass. I'm just going to release it like it's mine already in joy. Amen? Can we say it again? All of salvation's provision of deliverance, righteousness, and purpose produces a continual production of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Wow, we might have to say it with some happiness. Can we do that one more time? Can we do it like we really are happy and joyful? Can we rejoice? What's rejoice? That's like you get refilled, right? It's like you, you, get, you put some more joy on, right? Can we do that? Let's say it one more time like we're really happy about it. All of life's provision of deliverance, righteousness, and purpose produces a continual production of joy unspeakable and full of glory. Well, that works, doesn't it? Kind of feel a little bit better already, right? <laughs> All right, this last one. All power of offense to rob me of peace has been demolished by the Prince of Peace as mine is perfected in him. It's good to say some things that have already been accomplished for us in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, let's close our eyes. Let's lift up our hands to the author of our, of our faith. Let's look unto him right now. Let's draw near by the blood of Jesus. Lord God.